Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're gonna to be discussing two topics. The first is Russia banning transgender surgeries and adoptions. And the second one is Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who's a candidate for the president under the Republican ticket being a vegetarian, which is an outgrowth uh, of his Hindu religious practices. On the campaign trail, Vivek touts a generic belief in God to appeal to Christians. This does also include invoking arguments of C.S. Lewis. However, these views will fall apart, and I think him being a vegetarian will be potentially the uh, thread that helps unravel the entire facade of Vivek Ramaswamy. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary Ministry you can support us at our Patreon-like system over at evangelicaldarkweb.org/join, linked in the description below. But be sure also to check out the free Evangelical Dark Web newsletter. There are more articles than videos or podcasts, especially since you know we do this on the weekend as well, and that helps you bypass big tech censorship as well. Uh, so with that being said. The least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel if you are new. So we're going to talk about two articles that I wrote. And the first one is going to be on Russia banning transgender surgeries. Now, again, Vladimir, Vladimir Putin is not what you would call a trad based on his personal life. And his deference to Islam would certainly disqualify him from any ecumenical Christian nationalist label. Now, a quick note about this. Uh, Eastern Orthodox are very cozy to Islam, which is kind of a disturbing trend that I see on Twitter. Now, again, Orthobro Twitter is not exactly real life as it relates to the Orthodox Church, but you do see that affinity for Islam is also present with Vladimir Putin, who referred to the Quran as a holy book. So, again, not exactly Christian nationalist material, but... Uh, nonetheless, there is a pragmatic understanding that the level, level of degeneracy in the West is bad for nation building. Last month, it was reported that banning transgender surgeries was going to be a legislative priority for the Russian Duma. That's, you know, their legislature. They have a fancy name for it. The bill swept through the Russian legislature, so it had a very quick process. And on Monday, so yesterday as of this recording... Vladimir Putin signs the bill into law. The new bill, or new law, bans medical intervention for the purposes of changing one's sex. Additionally, the bill prevents transvestites from adopting children for obvious reasons. So the warnings, uh, so that's just an overview of what the bill is. Uh, and again, uh, this was widely reported on earlier, but that was just when it passed after its first reading. Uh, Russia's government's a little complicated compared to most countries. but So I, I chose to report on this as the bill was signed, which was yesterday. So the warnings of evangelicals from the past were not heeded in America, which has since taken to exporting degeneracy even under the Trump administration. Yes, the Trump administration... At advanced uh, the decriminalization of homosexuality all over the globe, in case people didn't remember that. 
However, these warnings were heeded by watching nations outside of the Western sphere of influence, Eastern Europe and Africa. So, and I would also count Hungary as Eastern Europe, even though historically uh, the, Hungary has mostly been Western Europe because uh, oftentimes the dividing line between Eastern and Western Europe is uh, Eastern versus Latin churches. So that was traditionally the dividing line in Europe. But Hungary has definitely kind of embraced more Eastern European roots, especially as Hungary's, we'll talk about this later, a very good case study for Christian nationalism, in my opinion. But we'll talk about that in a future video. Uh, so with that's and then Africa. So we can't leave out Africa because, again, Uganda forever. So earlier this year, Uganda took actionable steps in combating homosexuality and transgenderism in their country. Uh, I believe they that their law banned the homosexual slash transvestite identity while also creating the category of aggravated homosexuality and made that a capital crime. Last year, uh, Russia banned gay propaganda. This was big news last year. And now even China is now getting in on the action. Despite their use of TikTok to promote the same degeneracy in the United States. So, very interesting thing about China. This is how the CCP operates. The Shy Coms will promote degeneracy in the United States, but they will not have that in their backyard. They have a very not-in-your-backyard approach. So, they're, they're very big on the NIMBY uh, in China. They don't want that degeneracy in their backyard. And you, you see this a lot of times in histories. For instance, one of the biggest... Uh, gay rights advocates in history was Vladimir Lenin. And then, you know, Joseph Stalin said, no, we ain't doing this anymore. So he put the kibosh on, you know, the sodomy in the Soviet Union. Because it's not sustainable. So, uh, in America, we face the opposition uh, of the of the liberal consent-based morality that ultimately believes that doctors can and perhaps should violate the Hippocratic Oath because a perverted patient requests to be mutilated. Russia has bypassed this argument with, uh, by passing a law that aligns with biblical values. This law aligns with biblical values. Because it is wrong, to transgender a person, doctors should not be allowed to do so. Perhaps this will wake up many Americans. Again, the biggest barrier in our country to passing this same law is the fact that all these people believe that in a consent-based morality. That's not biblical whatsoever. That is liberal. That's not even Marxist. It's just liberalism that believes in a consent-based morality that believes that adults... Consenting adults should be able to do what they want so long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Now, in this case, these same liberals are arguing that doctors hurt people because consenting adults want them to hurt them. Now, because that's wrong in and of itself, it's because it's a sin that has a tan tangible manifestation, not like lust which can have one, but lust in and of itself does not, or coveting, which again can have a tangible manifestation like thievery, but it in and of itself does not. 
these things can be criminalized and I would argue should be criminalized. So that's the hurdle we have to cross in the United States. Uh, Russia has given precedent to this, which I think is a positive development for Russia. It's also a positive development for the United States that we can see examples of people doing what we should be doing here across the globe. And to some degree, I want to say that evangelical Christians might have played some role in this bill being passed in Russia. Can't prove it. The liberal media did accuse and blame evangelicals for the Uganda law. So maybe we'll get that same love from the liberal media, hopefully. Uh, and now on to our second topic. the Is America ready for a vegetarian president? So Vivek, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is someone I've been very critical of. He, I think, is a, a liar. Uh he has definitely been one of the more interesting candidates in the 2024 Republican field, especially in comparison to Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and Mike Pence. He says a lot of good things and has not been shy about going on a number of platforms. However, he's also a candidate that doesn't even hold up to mild scrutiny. Like, you just do a basic Twitter search on this guy, and it's bad. So at the Family Leadership Summit, Ramaswamy omitted his condemnation of Trump for January 6th. Additionally, his credibility on the life issue is highly suspect given his big pharma background. Uh, it's unclear whether when he stopped being a branch comedian as well. So a lot of key issues that he's pretty shaky on. Americans are unlikely to vote for a Hindu candidate, but Republicans nominated a Mormon in 2012, which is similarly illogical. However, Ramaswamy dresses his religious beliefs in Christian language in order to communicate with evangelicals. At the aforementioned uh, Family Leadership Summit, so we did a lot of coverage of the Family Leadership Summit. I kept saying it was a big deal, it was a big deal, and it was a big deal. Tucker Carlson wrecked two candidates, and we talked about that on Evangelical Dark Web. Ramaswamy invoked C.S. Lewis to talk about the emptiness that people feel. So he used the whole God-shaped hole argument, which I do believe comes from C.S. Lewis. It is otherwise an argument that is deeply ingrained in evangelical culture. So he does pay attention to what evangelicals do, say, and practice. Uh, however, there is a religious practice of Vivek Ramaswamy that does not jive with cultural Christianity the same way that invoking C.S. Lewis does. Ramaswamy is a vegetarian, so we got this clip from the Ian Miles Chiang uh, social media channel, who, and he's a pro-DeSantis account, but I don't think he's American or anything, so uh, take that for what it's worth. I'm a vegetarian, okay? I don't eat meat because I believe it is, in, in my tradition, morally wrong to kill animals solely for culinary pleasure. There are conditions in which it would be fine to do it, but if it's just for my culinary pleasure, I'd rather not do it. So uh, that's uh, Vivek Ramaswamy in his own words. This is a clip that's gone a little bit viral, and I think rightfully so. I, I do think that him being a vegetarian is actually going to cause problems for his campaign. Uh, in politics, this isn't actually in the article, but it's worth noting, in politics, there's something called the beer test. Like, you know, what candidate would you rather sit down and have a beer with? Uh, Donald Trump clearly won that over Hillary in 2016. Uh, Obama won that over Romney and McCain, I think. 
I would say so. And I think Trump, you know, is a presidential candidate who lost or won the beer test, but lost the presidential race uh, for reasons we're not going to get into here and now. But nonetheless, the beer test matters. It does matter in your ability to resonate with the general American and cultural Christianity as well. So the quote is, I don't eat meat because I believe it is, in my tradition, morally wrong to kill animals solely for culinary pleasure. Now, there's nothing in the Bible that says that at all. So the Bible would disagree with that. Uh, eating meat is good, according to Scripture. Even the Jews in the Old Testament ate meat. And God gave them meat. He gave them the quail, which is like a very, you know, plump-sized bird. Um, vegetarianism naturally does not go well with conservatism's meat and potatoes culinary mindset, and this religious practice is completely alien to Christianity. As he employs a moral argument against eating meat found in some Hindu traditions, again, this is a Hindu thing, not unique to Vivek, his facade of worshipping the same god as Christianity will likely erode in the public perception. So I'm theorizing that Vivek Ramaswamy's vegetarianism is going to erode his facade of, you know, I worship the same God as you, that he does, that that's his game. And I, he's a liar, but nonetheless, he, he won't name what God he worships, but nonetheless, uh, I think this will actually do it more than actual scrutiny will, because at the end of the day, uh, the sad reality is that people just want to be entertained with politics and uh, they don't want to do things as much as they want to be entertained. So Vivek being a vegetarian, I think, threatens his uh, presidential prospects a lot, actually. Uh, polling is mixed on whether Vivek Ramaswamy is surging in the race or is just another f social media phenomenon. Like RFK on the Democrat side is a social media, conservative media phenomenon. He is not a legitimate candidate in the Democrat field. Uh, he He's going to get very few electoral votes in their primary. And Ramaswamy might be the same way. I mean, you often see candidates peak in July, August, prior to the first vote being cast in the primary process. You saw this with uh, Michelle Bachman in 2012 and Rick Perry in 2012. Uh, and you, you saw this with Scott Walker in 2016. You might've also seen this with a little bit of Rand Paul. Like he completely flopped on that first debate. So you, you see candidates crash and burn pretty early after maybe appearing like they have some momentum. I think Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be this year's uh, crash and burn early. So, and I think being a vegetarian is a contributing factor to that. So anyway, that's all I got to say about that two topics. Uh, and we'll catch you on the next one.